You are listening to Haftarah, the Shir series where we've been exploring the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftarah. However, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, if you've been following along, we currently find ourselves in the series known as the Shiva de Nechamasa, the seven Haftaras of comfort and consolation in between Tishabav and the Yemim Narayim, where the point of the Haftarah is not necessarily to evoke any reflections from the Parsha Shavua, at least not explicitly. The Haftarah is actually focused on messages of Nechama, of comfort and consolation, or perhaps reconsideration, as we've explained in the Haftarah for Shabbos Nachamu. And at this point, the Haftarah coincides with Parshas Shoftim, and of course, the beginning of the series, we started with Shabbos Nachamu, which coincides with Parshas Vashchanan, and from there up until now, we have seen different messages of Nechama. Each Haftarah seems to suggest a message of Nechama, the Shoresh of Nun Mem appears, I believe, in every single one of these seven Haftaras. So we saw one message in, in Parshas Ve'eschanan, and we continued into Ekev and Re'eh, where again we've been exploring what exactly is the message of Nechama that can be found in each of the Haftaras. For Nachamu, of course, we spoke about what it even means to experience Nechama and how we can, considering our circumstances, and in Parshas Ekev, we were trying to search for where Nechama can be found in what seemed like a critique from the Navi, a rebuke from the Navi. Is there any comfort to be found there? And perhaps comfort to be found when we are the Aniyasa when we are the storm-tossed, afflicted one, what comfort can be experienced? What kind of encouraging message can the Navi tell us? And now we continue our conversation in the Haftar for Parsha Shoftim, in the latter portion of Yeshayahu, as all of these Haftaras of the Shevda Nechamasa come from Yeshayahu, and we continue that with Perak Nun Aleph 51 in Yeshayahu, starting with Pasukid Beis, going all the way to Perak Nun Beis 52, and there also the Haftarah ends with Pasukid Beis. So 51.12 to 52.12, as we dedicate this year, Lili Nishmasimi Merasi Chayrachal Bastavitzvi Harenik Pars Meshkavah Harenishama should happen Aliyah. Now in the fourth Haftarah of the Sheva Denechamasa, Yeshayahu reminds the Bnei Yisrael in Hashem's name that Hashem is their comforter. As the Navi states, Anochi, Anochi, Hu Menachem Chem. I am, I am the one who is your comforter. Now the double expression of Anochi, Anochi is apparently emphasizing the point that it is solely Hashem who is the source of, of the Bnei Yisrael's comfort and consolation. Right, and this... Uh, might be the reason why when a person walks into a shiva house, if they say anything at all, and the truth is most of the time there's not much that you really should say, but if you say one thing at all, it's probably the line of that the omnipotent one, HaKadosh Baruch himself, he should be the one who comforts you, because after all, well, what can you truly say to assure that the person is going to be comforted? Instead of trying to offer the consolation yourself, we give a bracha that it is Hashem who should do that for you. This is also perhaps why it is that when we say Kaddish, that we describe a Kaddish Baruch Hu as le'ila mikol We say that Hashem is above and beyond all songs and all praises, right? Shirasa and tishbachasa. Then all of a sudden we say nechamasa. Hashem is above all Nechama. What does that mean, Hashem is above all Nechama? Hashem is above all forms and words of comfort that a person might suggest, anything a person might say to help another person reconsider his situation. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch is above and beyond all of that. Only Hashem himself can assure the actual Nechama. And so, 
the Navi begins once again with Anochi Anochi Humanachim Chem. I am the one. I am the one who is your comforter. And then the Navi continues. Now, the idea seems to be the take-home message, as the Navi just one verse later calls out the people for having forgotten Hashem. Right? Hashem says, Anochi Anochi. Come on, don't you realize I am the one? And he says it twice. And yet they've forgotten him. They've apparently forgotten that he is the founder of heaven and earth, as the Navi continues. This forgetting, explains the Navi, is manifest in the terror which the people continually display, despite the unchanging fact that Hashem is always there, guiding the world's fate. But you display dread all day long, continually. This is a, apparently a failing of the Bnei Yisrael. Because again, Hashem is always there. And if the above is true, then the Navi uses a strange choice of words in his rebuke of the people. Because in the opening Pasuk, after reminding the people that Anochi Anochi Humanachem Chem, the Navi proceeds to ask the following question. Says the Navi, Mi'at Batir'i Me'enosh Yamus Umi Ben Adam Chatsir Inosein. Who are you that you should feel mortal man who will eventually die? and mankind who will be set as grass. Now, the point of this question is perhaps well taken. Considering that Hashem is more powerful than any human, and considering that Hashem is the comforter of the people, they should have nothing to fear. But the question is, why does the Navi frame it specifically in this form of Mi'at? Who are you? Who are you that you should fear? It sounds like the Navi is implying that based on who they are, who we are, Klaistral as a people, then they, we, should have nothing to fear. But that does not seem to be the point that the Navi is making throughout this particular nevuah, throughout this prophetic message. Isn't this whole point that Hashem is the comforter, and therefore the people should not have to worry? Right? That's why the Navi criticizes the people for having forgotten Hashem. Meaning the focus, the subject of this message, is that Hashem is the source of their comfort, whom they have forgotten. Anochi, Anochi, I am the one, I am the one. Now if that's all true, then the question, who are you to be afraid, is not really an appropriate question for the Navi to ask. On the contrary, as mortal humans themselves, they, Kleistra, we personally have a right to be afraid. Based on who they are, based on who we are, it is perhaps expected that we fear mortal man, right? If, if the question would be, you know, uh, have you, haven't you forgotten Hashem, who can be the source of your comfort, who can be the source of your salvation, who is Hashem, in a certain sense, that you have forgotten? Consider who Hashem is that you've forgotten him and are afraid nonetheless. That would be an appropriate question, but what is with the focus on who Klal Yisrael is, who you are, right? So, question again is, it seems that God is the only reason why they should not be afraid. So what the Navi should be asking them is then, don't you realize who God is? How could you be afraid if God is on your side? He is your comforter. So again, why does the Navi, in his question, shift the focus to that of the people and ask, who are you? Now, perhaps another issue worth noting, which has also come up in previous Haftarahs, is that this Haftarah is not a particularly short one. 
Now, according to the modern breakup of Prakim, this Haftarah overlaps two Prakim, as we mentioned, in Aleph and in Beis. And granted, the contemporary Prakim divisions were not necessarily established by Jewish tradition. However, if one looks at the end of the first half of the Haftarah, it seems to be what we might have thought of as a reasonable stopping point. Hashem tells the Bnei Israel that he will never again serve them the cup of his fury, but that he will give it to their tormentors to drink instead. We have assurance that the suffering will indeed come to an end as it is redirected away from us and toward our enemies. Certainly a comforting message. And yet, instead of stopping there, the Haftarah continues into Parak Nunbeis, where the Navi says words which perhaps we are familiar with from Luchadodi, Uri, Uri, Lifshi Uzeich, Tzion Lifshi Begdei Sefartaich Yerushalayim. Wake up, wake up. Again, another double expression. Wake up, wake up. Wear your might, Tzion. Wear your garments of splendor, Yerushalayim. Now, from this point until the end, the Navi continues to convey its message of encouragement, promising glory, salvation, joy, glad song, and other such wonderful things. Now, certainly the second passage does the job of relating a comforting message and can serve as perhaps its own haftarah. So the question then is why we must read it in conjunction with the earlier passage in our haftarah. Now, presumably, as our tradition does, in fact, uh, read these passages as a single haftarah, Perhaps there is then an underlying message that connects the two. What then is the Haftarah's overall point? Or perhaps, but differently, what is the relationship between the opening of the Haftarah, Anochi Anochi, and the latter portion of the Haftarah, Uri Uri? The Haftarah begins with, I am, I am, and then the Haftarah concludes with the passage beginning with, wake up, wake up. So, Looked at in its entirety, the theme of the Haftarah seems to be that of waking up. But it's not really waking up from a slumber. If you look closely, it's an awakening from drunkenness. The Navi describes how Hashem has fed the Bnei Israel a kos chamas, a cup of his fury, and that the Bnei Israel have become intoxicated by this drink. Indeed, the Navi explicitly describes the Bnei Israel as shakuras velomiyayin, drunk but not with wine. Now, intoxication is an interesting kind of way to describe the people who are suffering from divine fury. Think about it. Intoxication sounds more like a description of someone who is misdirected and perhaps lost, maybe embarrassed. It does not sound like an appropriate metaphor for someone who is being tormented by human oppressors, someone who is suffering. Why then does the Navi use this kind of imagery of, again, someone who is drunk? Now, it could be that the Navi is telling us that, in fact, the suffering of one who is spiritually lost and the suffering which the Bnei Israel experience at the hands of their tormentors in exile are really one and the same. Yes, there is physical suffering, but that suffering is due to a general drunkenness which the Bnei Israel themselves have fallen into, a drunkenness without which they would not have to suffer at the hands of human oppressors. Right? A, a drunkenness without which they would not have to fear any human oppressors to begin with. In fact, this drunkenness is not the result of wine, but of forgetting Hashem. Sometimes we drink until we forget. And that is why the Navi has to remind them that Anochi Anochi, Hashem is always there. He is their source of comfort, our source of comfort. And the question is how they could forget Hashem, the founder of heaven and earth. How can anyone forget God in his almightiness and his vastness? 
And the answer is quite simple. We forget Hashem primarily because we forget who we are. It's not God's existence per se that we have trouble grasping, if we're being honest with ourselves. It's the fact that there is a relationship between us and our Creator that we struggle with. Right, conceptually, we can understand that maybe God exists, but where we stand in that relationship with Hashem, that's, that's where we're not quite sure of our role. And that is why the Navi does not just come to remind us who Hashem is, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, right? I am Hashem, your God. Anochi, Anochi, I am the one. But in the next verse, the Navi states, Ami Ata, right? And Pasuk Tazayin over there in, in Parak Nun Aleph, you are my people. Right? The Navi is focused on two messages, which perhaps, again, are one message. Right? We thought the question was, shouldn't it be, um, how, have you, how have you forgotten Hashem? Do you realize who Hashem is? Anochi, Anochi, in fact, I am the one, I am your comforter. But then again, the Navi asked, Niat, who are you? Right? And this is the other message. Who are you to be afraid? Who are you to forget Hashem? Aren't you perhaps better than that? If we, if when we, it's, it's when we forget that second point that we begin to forget the first one. When we forget who we are, then we forget who Hashem is. Because we live with the understanding that there is this eternal divide between us and Hashem. We forget ourselves, we forget where we should be standing in our relationship with Hashem, and we forget that we are His children. And it is perhaps as Lion King so brilliantly put it when Mufasa appears to Simba from the afterlife and says, you have forgotten who you are and so have forgotten me. And we forget that we're connected to Hashem's eternality so that it becomes quite simple for us to not follow His ways and adhere to His Torah. And certainly it becomes simple for us to fear our human oppressors it becomes simple for us to live without comfort, to live in dread of the unknown. That is why the Navi challenges them with the words mi'at. Who are you? Who are you to be afraid? Because if we could stop seeing ourselves as an entity divorced from God, but instead saw ourselves as a portion of Hashem, that we have a chelok elokos mimal, a chelok elokim inside us, Hashem's children who are worthy of fulfilling His word and connecting to eternality, then we would act like we're connected to His eternality and we wouldn't be afraid. This perhaps also reminds us of the double message of Eicha Ayaka. Eicha, we ask, how can this be? How can that happen? And interestingly, um, Eicha is not so far off from the word Anochi in spelling. All the letters are almost all the same, lacking maybe just a couple um, and um, with some switching the hey for the nun, right? And the hey multiplied by ten would get us to that 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 full anochi. We wonder where Hashem is, and then Hashem says back to us, Ayako, where are you? It's the very same message. Anochi, anochi, humanachem chem. I am the one. I am the one who is your comforter. Now I want to know, miat, who are you? What's your story? Where have you gone, Ayako? Right. So we have the same the same interplay like we had at Eicha. And we have it in this Haftarah, which once again is supposed to be a Haftarah of Nechama. But part of that Nechama apparently is to be able to confront these very important questions. Right? Now this drunkenness is what I believe the Navi tells us is what we have to wake up from. 
in the first half of the Haftarah, the Navi urges us, Hisori, Hisori, Kumi Yerushalayim, awaken yourself, awaken yourself, Yerushalayim. But as was mentioned, the Haftarah rolls over to the next passage where the Navi urges us, Uri, Uri, Lifshi Uzech Tzion, wake up, wake up, wear your might, Tzion. Now obviously the word Hisori and Uri, they share the same root, which means to wake up, the Hisorus, right? Or a Ha'ara, an arousal, um, uh, uh, something that catches your attention, an observation. So we have Hisori on the one hand and Uri on the other. Uh, what's the difference between these two words? So his orary is written in the reflexive form. It is in hispael form, for those who know their binyanim, their diktuk. Right? So his orary means to waken oneself. Uri is written in the command form, it's sivoy. Although their message appears to be the same, they both pertain to waking up, but there is a fundamental difference between his orary and uri. Hisori means that we have to waken ourselves. Right? We have to wake ourselves up. It's not physical sleep that we need to wake up from. It's not wine upon which we are drunk. But it is the sleep and drunkenness that only we can begin to waken ourselves from because it's a sort of a self-induced sleep, a self-induced drunkenness. No one else can awaken us from this particular state. No one individual can ultimately change our minds and convince us to remember who we are. We have to correct our ways and we have to remember who we are. We have to take the first step. His Hisori, awaken yourselves, arouse yourselves, because I can't do it for you. No one else is going to do it. No one's going to do that heavy lifting. After sending the message of his Hisori, then the Navi tells us, Uri, Uri, wake up, wake up. That's a simple calling. The same kind that we make when we're waking up a friend or a family member who has to go somewhere. Wake up, son, it's time for school. Right? If his Uri means a sleep that only we can wake ourselves from, then Uri is reserved for a regular sleep where someone else can wake us up. And in the context of our Haftarah, this sleep and drunkenness is the one which we have um, that, that we have been made to suffer as a result of our own self-induced coma. As we've explained, Hashem has fed us a cup of His fury in the form of our exile. It included physical suffering, but only because we have intoxicated ourselves in forgetting ourselves. And so, again, forgetting Hashem in the process. We got lost, and Hashem allowed us to go lost. As we say in Vidoi, Ti'avnu, Titanu, we have strayed and you let us stray. This drunkenness Hashem is prepared to wake us from. But we have to wake ourselves first. We have to take the first step. When we fulfill His Uri, then Hashem will softly call to us Uri. And in the end, as soon as we, the Bnei Israel, are ready to awaken ourselves from our drunken state and remember who we are in relation to Hashem, then Hashem will wake us up from the intoxicating exile that He has fed us. And then we will remember ourselves and thereby remember Hashem and understand that in fact Anochi Anochi, that He is our God and He is our eternal comforter. But again, realizing that it is all within our own choice, our own decisions, that we can choose to wake ourselves up to the reality 
it is from there that we can derive our nechama, from there that we can derive our comfort, knowing that the ball is in our court, as we said a couple of weeks ago, in the very same vein, just recognizing that Hashem is our source of comfort and recognizing where we stand in our relationship with Hashem, that I believe is the message of this fourth haftar of the Shevet Nechamasa. Maybe I'll be zilcha to wake up. Remember who we are supposed to be. And fear no evil beyond our own personal accountability. We should live up to our essence as connected to Hashem's eternality, to be connected to Hashem, to be eternally comforted by that connection, and of course to earn our ultimate Nechama with the coming of the ultimate Geula in times of Mashiach from Herbi Amenu. As always, if you enjoy the share and others like it on the podcast, I'm going to partner up with the sponsorship. Or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you'll find links to every uploaded share and links to share that are reposted to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, wishing you an early good and chodesh elul and a wonderful rest of your week and, of course, a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for joining us here at the database.